When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Canada looking good in the battle of unbeatens at the Women's World Curling Championship in North Bay. Canada up 8-3 in the eighth end on Sweden. Canada coming in 7-0, Sweden 8-0. NHL tonight, Canadians and Penguins tied 3-3 after two. Early in the second period, Boston up 1-0 on St. Louis. Early third period, Arizona up 2-1 on Buffalo. Ducks and Flames will face off in about half an hour. Oilers in Ottawa. Well, they practice there today. They play the Senators tomorrow. 4 o'clock face-off show here on 6.30. Chad game at 5.30. Brad Malone has been called up from the farm. Dylan Simpson sent back down to Bakersfield. And the Oilers have traded that third-round pick for the 2019 draft. That's the one they got from New Jersey as part of the Patrick Maroon deal. They trade that to Philadelphia for Cooper Meredith who is playing for the University of Michigan. 46 points in 37 games. Led the Big Ten in scoring. About 6 feet, 190 pounds forward. Plays mostly center. Uh, The Wolverines ranked 10th in U.S. men's college hockey. They're in the Northeast Regional this weekend in Worcester, Mass. They'll face Northeastern on Saturday. So another prospect there to keep around. He was drafted by the Flyers, 158th overall in 2015. Also, just breaking news here from the Canadian Football League, the latest Hall of Fame class has been announced, and it includes former Eskimos punter Hank Alisic, remember him, and Baron Miles, who didn't play for the Eskimos, but he's uh, currently with the team as their defensive backs coach. So an Edmonton angle there as well. Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on 630 Ched. A.J. Jakubik covers the Ottawa sports scene, an Edmontonian by birth. A.J., uh, Hank Alisic, that brings back some memories, eh? Absolutely. That's that's right up my alley of when I started watching the Canadian Football League in uh, the early 1980s. Uh, he and Dave Cutler would have been the kicking tandem, right? Yeah, you got it. Classic stuff. That is a long... That was, you know what? I, I, I saw some... And, like, I love the Canadian Football League, and, and I love the Canadians as part of it, but I saw some people this year that people wouldn't watch the Canadian Football League without Canadian players. And I'm, I'm not really sure that's the case. Do I want Canadian players as part of the Canadian Football League? Absolutely I do. I, I think it is an important part. But, you know, I, I just think back to when I grew up watching the Edmonton Eskimos and it was Jim Germany and it's, you know, Kelly and Moon and, and you know, Stu Hill and Willie Pletz and all the, all the you know, the majority of the guys that 
that I grew up cheering for, Gizmo, another guy, a little bit later than that era. All my favorite players, maybe with the exception of the one who is actually on the Ottawa Red Blacks coaching staff and Leroy Blue. I still have a Leroy Blue poster, I think, uh, that uh, that I brought with me uh, from, from St. Albert uh, to Ottawa, so I'll have to get that signed. But, you know, the majority of the players that I grew up cheering for were American players. And one of the problems that I think today's Canadian football, and I know you're bringing me on to talk about hockey and the, the mighty Senators, but one, one, one of the uh, things that, that I think the CFL suffers from is the fact that there's too much player turnover, and I, I think they should put a rule in place to, uh, to incentivize players to, to stay up here. And, and if, if you're in the league five years, then, you know, you're, you're in a designated category. I'm not going to say you're, you're fully non, um, a, a full non-import, but, but maybe, maybe there's five guys per team that are veteran guys uh, that, that have played in the league five years and are good for the league and good for your communities. So you don't have to get rid of a guy that's 29 years old who still has, you know, some some talent and is good enough to play and you want to covet those guys and you're going to have to pay for those guys rather than paying, you know, big money to all these guys that are fringe starters um, around the league. So I, I, I don't know. that That's one way that I think they could really uh, increase the talent level in the Canadian Football League while keeping it Canadian at the same time. Yeah, well, because so many guys wind up staying, and I mean, there is, as you know, there are so many ex-Eskimos in Edmonton, and a lot of them are American players who do make it their home and basically become Canadians, even if they don't formally get their citizenship, they, they pretty much are Canadian, so I think you make a good point there. AJ Jakubik joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Okay, yeah, we did bring you on primarily to talk about the Senators, of course, uh, Captain Eric Carlson and his wife Melinda putting out a statement today, uh, thanking uh, everybody for the support and the messages they got after uh, announcing the passing of their son. So uh, a tragedy there for the for the Carlson family, and of course they'll get some privacy now out of that. So uh, that's that's another uh, tragic situation. And obviously we saw Adam Larson here in Edmonton uh, lose his father. So uh, you know a reminder that uh, the tough stuff in the rink is certainly overshadowed by a lot of other things. Uh, but there is a game tomorrow between the Oilers and the Senators, and uh, two teams with. Uh, with high hopes. I mean, Edmonton loses in Game 7 in the second round. Ottawa loses in Game 7 overtime in the in the Eastern Final, and it, it kind of went south early for uh, both teams, and there's been a lot of other stuff, uh, soap opera-type stuff going on there in Ottawa. AJ, AJ what, was this, what was this story with the billboards here from a couple days ago? Yeah, uh, basically, as soon as Eugene Melnick mentioned the R word, which was relocation basically the weekend of the outdoor game the the fan base which already for the most part you know was was pretty negative towards him but you know hadn't really fully turned on him well a a lot of the fans really started to turn on Eugene Melnick when he brought up the R word that weekend and basically uh, I don't want to say spoiling the weekend because it ended up being you know a lot of fun for a lot of people going outdoors, although it was cold. Second coldest outdoor game in NHL history, and I don't think I need to tell you what the <laughs> coldest one is, but it was cold. I, I can tell you, um, I, I watched because 
I didn't have to do much in terms of uh, work for either the Grey Cup this year or the uh, the outdoor game. So I, I watched the first half outdoors of the Grey Cup, and you know what? It wasn't too bad. And then I ended up going up into the press box, and and then I kind of said, you know what? I'm 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 good up here, but I could have gone back down. It wasn't that bad. I can tell you the uh, the outdoor game. I. I stood outside for the first period and I said that's enough I'm going upstairs I have had enough of this there are beers that if you open a beer it was it was overflowing with ice and 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 the ice would come out if, if you let it sit there the ice would come out because I saw beers basically on stand with about a half a foot of ice coming outside the top so that that's how cold it was if, if you got a beer and it didn't have ice when you started it. When you finished it, it did. It was a cold day. But anyways, from that point on, uh, there, if you're a soccer fan, you, you kind of know about when there's a manager that, that the supporters don't like. It's, you know, for example, Arsene Wenger right now for Arsenal. Uh, their supporters not very happy with Arsene Wenger. They're a bunch of whiners as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they've, they've won... Premier League titles in their lifetime. Imagine being a Newcastle fan where you haven't won any silverware uh, in, in the last 40 years. But anyways, the whiners there, they put up a Wenger out thing because, well, we haven't won a league title in like a handful of years. It's, it's an absolute travesty. So that, that's kind of where the genesis of the, uh, the quote-unquote person out comes from if, if you're not familiar with soccer. So someone came up with Melnick out that weekend and, and it started a trend not just in Ottawa but Canada wide and, and it became a thing and then you know once once the Carlson negotiations and, and you know I don't want to say they've gone south because they haven't really started in, in earnest in terms of you know when they can sign them that's uh, a year out from unrestricted free agency so July 1st this year but once it started to become well known that Eric Carlson could be traded well fans fans basically said they had enough because you know, going back even pre-Melnick, I mean, you think of all the different players, and Edmonton's gone through this too, but you, you think about Alexi Yashin, you think about Danny Heatley, and, and then Daniel Alfredson, and then it's Jason Spezza, and, and maybe Spezza's situation wasn't as public or nasty as, as some of the other ones, but um, you know, all the all the star players in this organization have, have left and and have left on, you know, in a lot of cases, and a lot of, in bad terms. And, and Daniel Alfredson's left the organization twice, once in management and once as a player. So uh, Eric Carlson's the best player to have ever played as an Ottawa senator. I don't think there's any doubt about that. I don't think, I mean, Daniel Alfredson is probably the most beloved, but even Alfie would admit that, that Carlson is, you know, so much better uh, as a player. I mean, he's a generational player. He's the best defenseman in the league. When he cares, he's, he's, it's not even close to who the best defenseman in the league is. The, the problem is, at times, um, you know, and, and I do think he cares, but at times he gets moody and, and you know, plays like he doesn't care. So, um, but when, he, when he's on, and we saw it last year, late in the season, and we saw it into the playoffs, I mean, we saw it all year last year with Eric Carlson. There's no one close uh, as a defenseman in the league. So, um, so fans, fans are, you know, they're they're upset, and and whether it's a vocal minority, or or you know the the entire 
group. I, I, you know, I guess that that's hard to say, but because we haven't heard a Melnick out chant at a game in earnest, right? And, and that to me is kind of the turning point. It's one thing to be on social media. It's one thing for the hardcores to to want him out. But but here's the thing. I mean, it's one thing to want a manager out, and, and that that's where this comes back to is when you've got uh, some of these campaigns in Europe, it's always about putting pressure on ownership to can the manager and bring somebody else in. Well, what are you going to do when you try and put pressure on the owner? I mean, the only way that you're going to put pressure on the owner where he's going to sell is if you don't buy tickets. And uh, I'd, I'd be curious to see how many people are renewing their season tickets in light of the situation right now. I've heard that, you know, this this is uh, some of their worst renewals that they've ever had in franchise history. I mean, I was talking to someone yesterday who was a season ticket holder since day one, and he said uh, he's not renewing next year. That's just one person. But, you know, that to me is what is ultimately scary for Eugene Melnick. And so this, this is uh, – and if they trade Eric Carlson, I mean, I, I think there, there's a lot of people that are saying if they trade Carlson, I'm done until there's a new owner. It, it really has uh, the same feel – having grown up in Edmonton and lived in, in Edmonton throughout the 80s and 90s, it has the f- same feel like kind of mid-90s where there are people you talk to who said, I'm not buying another ticket here until Peter Pocklington is gone. And and that's, I think, where we're at with Eugene Melnick and the Ottawa Senators. Well, that's an interesting comparison. So that, that's going to be uh, – it's not a fun soap opera to watch for the for the fans and, and someone like you who covers the team. I've got one more for you here, AJ. I, I know there was a lot of talk about uh, Pierre Dorian uh, swinging through the West here, stopping for a game in Edmonton, and uh, sort of the Hoffman-Nugent-Hopkins rumors, which I think Bruce Garriock and uh, Jim Matheson kind of uh, – Kind of put to rest. I don't know if that's uh, that's a scenario. Can the Senators even af- afford to trade Hoffman? Like, do they do they have enough wingers to possibly do something there, even in the summer? Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I mean, what is the plan here? Because if you're trading Eric Carlson, like we saw last night, with no Eric Carlson and Mark Stone, that's a bad hockey team. Uh, that's a, like Mark Stone's another guy. Like he's one of the best wingers in the National Hockey League. I I don't think. Unless you watch him on a regular basis, I'm not sure a lot of people really understand and truly appreciate how good he is. He leads the league in takeaways almost every year. He's injured right now, um, which is unfortunate because he was just about to set uh, a career high for points. But he is an elite first-line National Hockey League winger that makes players better. I mean, a lot of times everyone kind of loves the center more than the winger, right? Oh, we got to get the center. Well, a lot of times that's because the centerman makes players better and the winger's, you know, a, a complimentary guy. Well, well, Mark Stone is the opposite. He, he's that winger that whenever somebody plays with him, he, he makes them better, whether it's a center like a Derek Broussard or a Jean-Gabriel Pajot or another winger. Everyone wants to play with Mark Stone. He's just so smart and, and just uh, a, a real competitor. And I think if Eric Carlson does get traded, no doubt. I mean, you listen to just uh, his quotes, and he just seems to nail it all the time. He's passionate, he cares, and, you know, he, he, he's been frustrated by this season and, and a lot of times saying that what has happened this year is unacceptable. So I don't think there's any doubt if uh, if Stone is here next year and Carlson isn't, he will be the next captain. But, you know, from an Ottawa perspective, what are they going to do? I mean, if, if Carlson's out, you look at the defense last night, and, yeah, Thomas Shabbat's going to be a real nice player, but he still has a lot of growth to do 
in terms of his overall game and especially defensively. And, and they've got a lot of fours, fives, and sixes uh, in that top six beyond Eric Carlson. So um, I, I think if Carlson moves, they have to, much like Edmonton probably, um, but you'd know better than me. You're, you're watching every game. I'm watching a few. I, I think they need to target a defenseman more than targeting uh, another player. But, hey, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I, I'd be I'd be looking to trade for him too because, uh, you know, I, I think he's really starting to come into his own. So it's certainly understandable why Pierre Dorian would be, uh, would be asking about him. Well, and because Ryan Nugent Hopkins is starting to come into his own, that's exactly why. I uh, wouldn't want the Oilers to trade him. Uh, AJ, I wish we had more time tonight, buddy, but but I appreciate you checking in on what's going on with uh, with Ottawa. Obviously, uh, uh, a tough year around that team, tough year in Edmonton, too. We'll see how they do on the ice against each other tomorrow, buddy. Talk soon, okay? Yeah. All right, you bet. Cheers, Reed. That is AJ Jackiebeck checking in, TSN 1200 in uh, Ottawa. Kind of does it all there, uh, covers uh, Senators, covers OHL, play-by-play for the Red Blacks. Uh, I think he does some soccer stuff too. Busy young man and, of course, grew up here in Edmonton. It is 721 Inside Sports on 630 Ched. You can always text 630-630, the phone number 780-496-0063. You will still hear from Carter Hart. Sherwood Park native, an outstanding season in the WHL for the Everett Silvertips. How about this? His save percentage, 947. And we'll also visit with Baron Miles, who was just named to the 2018 Hall of Fame class for the CFL. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio 630 Chet. All right, Cam Talbot looking a lot better over the last four or five weeks. Oilers in Ottawa tomorrow. Game on 630 Chet, 4 o'clock face-off show. They'll drop the puck at 530, then the Oilers home for a three-game homestand, L.A. Saturday, Anaheim Sunday, and it'll be Columbus in town on Tuesday. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. This texter says, Hank Alisic, greatest punter ever, CFL or NFL. No one could pound it out 60 yarders like Alisic. Hank Alisic, part of the Canadian Football Hall of Fame class for 2018, former Eskimos kicker. Also going to the Hall of Fame will be Baron Miles, great defensive back in the CFL, now with the Eskimos as their defensive backs coach, and uh, he was talking to Morley Scott earlier today. It's uh, it's amazing. I think um, looking back um, in 98, my first year in the league, I was up for rookie of the year, and um, we had the, the Great Cup was in Winnipeg that year, and we had the award show and everything like that, and I I lost to Muhammad, um, a corner, and I was playing halfback. So it, we were staying at the Delta Hotel um, by the Elephant Castle. And 20 years later, I'm getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, and I'm staying at the Delta Hotel next to the Elephant Castle um, underneath it. And, you know, I told my wife, I said, can you believe this? I started my career as rookie of the year in the East, and then – here I am now getting inducted to the Hall of Fame, staying at the ho- same hotel. So it's fitting that, you know, where I started, I'm kind of ending on a good note in the same fashion. So it, it was that stuff. I started thinking about different things 
and putting them in perspective that way. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Baron Miles, defensive back coach for the Eskimos. He'll be going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. CFL week is going on in Winnipeg right now, so that's why he's uh, in Winnipeg as this news breaks tonight. And, uh, yeah, we had Mike Riley on the show the other night. He was just heading out to CFL week. you ever miss anything, you can go to the Inside Sports page on 630Ched.com or on iTunes. Just give uh, Inside Sports a search, and you can subscribe to the podcast. All right, Carter Hart is coming up next. Sherwood Park native, world junior gold medal goalie for Canada, and player of the year finalist, goalie of the year finalist in the Western Hockey League. His Everett Silvertips, the favorite in the Western Conference. He's going to join us in the next half hour. This is Mike Riley from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. 630 Chet, play-by-play voice to your Edmonton Oilers and your Edmonton Eskimos. Mike Riley in Winnipeg for CFL Week. We had him on the show a couple of days ago. Edmonton will host the Grey Cup in November. Can the Eskimos make it and play at home? They did in 2002, wound up losing that game to Montreal. 780-496-0063 is our phone number. You can text us at 630-630. NHL tonight, Coyotes leading the Sabres 3-1. That is late in the third period. The Penguins are up 4-3 on Montreal. That's with about eight minutes left in the third Late second period, Boston won, St. Louis nothing, and just getting underway in Calgary, the Ducks and the Flames. Of course, the Flames now in dire straits to try to make the postseason. They've fallen six points out of it here, and uh, they only have eight games left. Anaheim with 86 points. They have the second and final wildcard spot. Dallas 84, St. Louis 83, Calgary with 80. Toronto Raptors tonight. Losing 132-129 to Cleveland. High-scoring game. The two teams combined for 80 points in the first quarter. It was 42-38 for Cleveland after the first quarter. The Raptors uh, had a halftime lead, but Cleveland outscoring the Raptors 68-50 in the second half to get a uh, three-point win. All right. WHL playoffs starting tomorrow. A lot to keep an eye on there. Of course, Kyler Yamamoto uh, playing for Spokane. We'll keep an eye on him. I think we're gonna, he's going to join us on the face-off show tomorrow before the Oilers and the Senators. Our next guest, what an incredible season for the Everett Silvertips. Well, and for the Canadian junior team. Helped Canada win gold. And with Everett eye-popping stats, and he's now leading them into a playoff series against Seattle. He's from Sherwood Park. It's goaltender Carter Hart. Carter, welcome back to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. Good to have you on the show again. I know you guys are getting ramped up for the playoffs. Big day for you. You're a finalist for Player of the Year in the Western Hockey League and also Goaltender of the Year. Uh, I know you're, you're focused on the playoffs starting here, but have, have you taken a moment to uh, maybe digest those nominations and, and appreciate the regular season you were able to have? Yeah, sure. I mean, that's a huge honor to get recognized uh, for those awards and and uh, I put a lot of work in into this year and to get into getting better throughout the season and but I think it also goes to show just I mean we finished first place in the Western Conference and um, I think we finished seventh in CHL top ten ranking so that kind of just goes to show what kind of team we have and and the group of guys we got and and uh, but it's it's uh, 
playoff time right around the corner, so it's exciting to see what's going to happen here come, come on Friday. Save percentage of 947, goals against average of 1.60. Pretty eye-popping numbers. Are, are you are, are you a stats guy where you, you maybe sort through WHL history and see where those rank, or uh, are you just all about the wins column? Honestly, I'm not about. I'm not a stats guy at all. Um, during the year, I actually don't check my stats at all um, until the end of the year because I don't want to get caught up in all of that. So, kind of try to stay away from the numbers. Okay. Well, hopefully that's not distracting then that I asked you about those. Uh, <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> regular season is over, so. All right. Well, let's let's look ahead here. You, you got Seattle coming up. Uh, I think you won six out of the ten in the regular season. There there weren't a lot of goals in most of the games between Everett and Seattle. What do you expect from this matchup here, Carter? Yeah, I mean, every time I play Seattle, it's it's. Uh, I mean, they're, they're our biggest rivalry, and um, it's going to be a fun series to play them. And I mean, they've knocked us out of the playoffs the last. Um, couple of years, so it's. Um, I think it's payback time for us now, and uh, they got a good squad over there. They got some big, strong guys and some pretty good forwards that can score. So it's it's going to be a fun team to play against them, and and uh, I think we're ready um, for Friday, and and I'm looking forward to it. All right, Carter Hart joining us on Inside Sports, goaltender for the Everett Silver Tips, of course, from Sherwood Park, having an incredible season here. Uh, that in, that included the, the the World Juniors, Carter, and, and I know we did an interview a couple days after the gold medal game, and uh, I asked you about you know getting back into the groove, going from the World Juniors where it's a quick tournament, you face some single elimination games, and, and getting back into uh, sort of the long haul of, of the stretch drive in the WHL. How do you think think you handled that transition from the world juniors to, to back into league play yeah i mean um after world juniors the team does a good job they let us go home for a week kind of just to settle things down and i mean the world juniors can be a whole whirlwind um kind of experience and it goes by um, in the blink of an eye and um it's kind of hard to believe that all that has already gone by and i've already played in two world juniors and um but I think it's, it was good for, for me to go home and spend some time with my family and kind of let it all sink in and just to kind of enjoy um, the experience and share the experience with my family and friends. And, and then uh, once I got to come back here, then it's kind of time to hit the reset button and, and dial back in until we play. All right. Uh, obviously, you know, you're an Edmonton area kid, so you know what the uh, mania is like uh, <laughs> surrounding the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, so I, I got to ask you about an Oilers prospect that you would have played against a lot because uh, the American team's obviously in the same division and you see each other a lot. Kyler Yamamoto, if you had to give a scouting report on that young man, what would it be? Uh, he's probably one of the best hockey fans in the game. Uh, I mean, junior level for sure. He's a very dynamic player, and um, definitely Spokane's best player, and they're uh, their biggest threat. So uh, every time we're playing Spokane, you always have to be sure, be aware of of uh, when he's on the ice. All right, uh, playoffs. You know, you've dealt with these high pressure situations. Let's uh, let's ask an off ice question here, Carter. Relaxing away from the rink, or uh, or a day off, or a quiet day. What's your number one activity? Are you a movie guy, video game guy, sit with a book, hang out with buddies? What uh, what makes you feel good when you're away from the rink? Um, honestly, I've actually been going to the driving range a lot lately. That's uh, kind of been my thing. I don't 
on an off day, I kind of like to rest and just kind of recover as much as I can. So I think if I went out for a full round of golf, it might be too much. But um, just kind of going to the range and just hitting some balls is just kind of relaxing. And I really like to do that. Okay, well, that's interesting. Well, you, you got me going here because listeners to the show will know I, I, I love talking about golf, often lamenting what a horrible golfer I am. Are, are you are you pretty good? Like when you when you tee it up, do you feel like, yeah, this is going to be a good day? Or how are your golf skills? Um, to be honest, my first few shots are usually really good. And then once I get 100 yards in, then that's where I struggle. So um, my, uh, my putter and my wedge are, are definitely not uh, my strengths. All right. Well, you know, you're a goalie, right? So you don't have to finish. <laughs> I'm not used to that part of it. Uh, one more for you. They got to interview one of your teammates a couple of weeks ago, uh, another Alberta kid, Matt Fontaine. He's from uh, from Wetaskiwin. I think he was your, your second leading scorer. He had some good things to say about you. What can you tell me about Matt as a teammate and what he's meant to your team? Oh, Matt's awesome. He's one of the best guys or best teammates um, that I've had. And, um I mean, I grew up playing against him. He was a uh, Wetaskiwin boy, so he played up, played in the Waduke Minor Hockey Association. And, and, and I mean, I played with him now here for the past four years, and and uh, he's been an awesome guy to to be around. And I mean, he lives walk over from from where I live uh, here in Everett, and he's over at the house every day. And um, he's a tremendous guy on and off the ice, and and uh, he's he's had a hell of a year. He works hard and. And I'm really proud of the year that he's put together, and, and he definitely deserves the success that he had this year. Well, right on. Uh, you guys are looking good here going into the playoffs. Carter, we'll keep in touch for sure. Awesome, uh, awesome season for you. Congratulations again on the nominations, and all the best against Seattle. Thank you. Thank you very much. That is Carter Hart. Philadelphia Flyers got a great prospect in goal. They took Carter round two, 48th overall, 2016. I, I keep repeating that save percentage because it's uh, almost hard to believe it's real. 947 save percentage in 41 games in the Western Hockey League this season. Okay, uh, the Oilers practiced in Ottawa today. Nugent Hopkins, Camilleri, Cassium, Sekera not on the ice. They've called up Brad Malone on an emergency basis. Dylan Simpson, defenseman who was up on an emergency recall. He goes back down, and that trade today, and uh, Cooper Marodi is the guy they acquire. He belonged to the Philadelphia Flyers, drafted by them back in 2015 in the sixth round. He's been playing for the University of Michigan, still is, winding up his third season there, and uh, led the Big Ten in scoring, six feet, about 190 pounds. If you follow me on Twitter, at Reed Wilkins, I, I tweeted out earlier today a really good article on him uh, from a Michigan, uh, Michigan from a website that covers Michigan sports. Uh, pretty interesting journey to him. He's faced some adversity during his university career, so that's who the Oilers pick up, 21 years of age. Oilers at Senators tomorrow, Furnace Family Oilers Hockey, Edmonton's Furnace Replacement Experts. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. We'll have a 4 p.m. face-off show tomorrow. Game at 5.30 as the Oilers take on the Ottawa Senators. All right, we mentioned that uh, two guys with connections to the Eskimos have been voted into the class of 2018 for the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. One of them, punter Hank Alisic. Yeah, I remember him. A lot of you are with uh, some fond memories of Alisic. The other, Baron Miles, great defensive back in the CFL, now the coach for the Eskimos secondary. You'll hear a little bit from him when we get back.
This is JC Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight, man. Incredible goal by Sidney Crosby tonight against the Canadians. Batted it out of the air to himself and then batted it into the net out of the air. Penguins up 5-3 on Montreal. That's in the last minute of the third period. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is 7.50, and of course, in the last hour, the Canadian Football League announcing its Hall of Fame class for 2018. Hank Alisic, former Eskimos punter, is going in, as is Baron Miles, who played defensive back in the CFL, now the defensive backs coach with the Edmonton Eskimos, and he spoke to Morley Scott. Baron Miles, a Canadian Football Hall of Famer. How does that sound to you, Baron? Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sounds great. Sounds great. Tell me about how you found out about it. Um, it was uh, I was sitting at home with my son and uh, about to take him to uh, uh, to the doctors, and then uh, Mark called and said that I'm a representative of the Hall of Fame, Canadian Hall of Fame, and uh, this year in 2018 you were selected as, as a Hall of Famer. And I was like, hey, all right, great. That was all, you know. It was a great feeling. I'm not an emotional guy anyway, and I'm not too excited, too high, too low, but I was very excited, and I told him, I said, I know it don't sound like I sound excited, but I am excited, and uh, I'm very appreciative of it. Did you have any inclination it was coming? No, I had no information that it was coming. It was just a phone call, and all of a sudden, once he said from the Hall of Fame, and I was like, hey, maybe I got inducted. But until then, no, I didn't have a clue. I'm sure you've had some time to, to think about it a little bit. Just just the honor. What does the honor mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. It means everything that I've gone through in my life, everything that I've my kids seen me do and my work ethic and seem like that. Um, it was a great feeling. And um, it was just the, the fact that the work I put in, it, you know, I always wanted to be known as one of the, the, the top DBs in the league. When they, when anybody talks about being a DB, I want my name to come up. So it, it, it was a great, great honor, and uh, I'm very happy, and uh, I support the whole thing. Well, uh, mission accomplished on that front. Your name always seems to, to come up. You are, they do talk about the best uh, defensive backs in the Canadian Football League. You played 12 years, uh, started in Montreal, finished in BC. Capsulize, if you can, in a couple of sentences or a couple of minutes, that great CFL career that you had. Um, it was a whirlwind. I think uh, the fact that my rookie season coming in with veteran-laden DBs, um, on the on the uh, team, you know the funny part about that one was, I looked at the roster once I signed with Montreal, and uh, guys was born like in '67, '68, and I'm sitting there going, "Hey, these some old guys. I I know I'm gonna make the team." And it turns out those same guys were great friends of mine now, and great teammates, and I learned a lot from. But uh, that was a great way to start and nerve-wracking as well, especially going through a training camp like that um, with Dave Ritchie as the head coach. And I think uh, just just going through that and knowing that, hey, I got a long haul to go, especially being an undersized DB. I just had to go out and do my job and play the way I know how to play, and that's to go get the ball. And I think um, that carried over 
from year to year um, without everyone saying, oh, he can't he can't do it a sophomore season. And then you do it, oh, he won't be able to do it again. Oh, he won't be able to last. And I tend to reinvent myself each and every year, and uh, it just carried over. And 12 years later, I was still doing the same thing when I ended my career. So uh, I was very fortunate and blessed to have uh, great teammates and uh, great coaches in, along the process to push me to make sure I was doing the correct things and to guide me into the, the, the great things. A little bit there from Baron Miles talking to Morley Scott. Man, he was getting a little bit emotional during that interview. And more on that story on 630Ched.com. Hank Alisic, uh, the other legend with Eskimos Connections who will be going into the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Other uh, news and notes today. The WHL Bantam Draft Lottery was held today. The Edmonton Oil Kings retain the number one pick in the Bantam draft. What happens is uh, the most you can move up is two positions. The Kootenai Ice actually won the lottery, so they move up from four to two in the first round. So the Oil Kings will have the first pick in the 2018 Bantam draft. They finished last overall in the Western Hockey League this season. Canada remaining undefeated, undefeated at the uh, Women's World Curling Championship in North Bay, beating Sweden 8-4 to improve to 8-0. Sweden drops to 8-1. The NHL general managers uh, continuing to talk about the goalie interference review kerfuffle. So what's expected here is that for the playoffs, the, the uh, hockey operations department will make the final call instead of the referees on the ice looking at the iPad. Uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman believes there have only been a few controversial calls but they received more attention than was warranted yes it's only been a handful of calls but i guess um if i'm a coach and i issue the challenge and i'm wrong i'm i'm going to be unhappy about that even if the challenge maybe shouldn't have been made in the first instance so i get it but i think some of some of the attention it got was way disproportionate I think it'll be an improvement because to the extent that the managers uh, and even the coaches were looking for consistency, um, hockey operations, we have to wear whatever decision it is anyway. All right, so that's Gary Bettman. Now, they're also going to add, and, th- and this is long overdue. I mean, it's laughable this wasn't already happening. A retired referee will be added to the league situation room. I, and Grant Fewer said this last year in the playoffs when I interviewed him after Game 5. He said they should add an ex-goaltender to the league situation room as well to help with the goalie interference calls. Quick look at the uh, NHL scoreboard before we go. Penguins do beat the Canadians 5-3. Coyotes knock off the Sabres 4-1. In the first period, no score between the Ducks and the Flames. Bruins up 1-0 on the Blues. That is after two periods. Raptors lose a wild one, 132-129 to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Tomorrow at 4, face-off show. Oilers at Senators game at 5.30. Thanks to our guests tonight. You heard from Carter Hart, A.J. Jakubik, Kelly Rudy, and Mark Latestu. The studio producer tonight, Kellen Kennedy. The producer of Inside Sports is Dave Campbell. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks to everybody who texted in, and thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.